something to say or have ideas for the show tweet at song dance pod or email song dance pod at gmail.com let us know how we are doing it's the song and dance podcast with michael and rachel okay we're back we're back and it's everything's working hopefully yeah it's a song and dance podcast uh we are we we're recording now um <laughs> We uh, just got done re-watching uh, 2007, um, and it for me, it's one of the best years. I mean, it definitely had some entertaining aspects. I There were quite a few that I was sort of like, this is very of a time, um, or I was, you know, a little less than enthusiastic about, but they definitely had some big highlights. It float and it's very uh like in its time it's very uh 2007 yes and it really is there are a few songs where i was like this takes me back yeah it's for me i don't know it's for me it's weird that like 2007 was over a decade old now yeah yeah that's weird but it is what it is. Time. Yeah. God. <laughs> Before we get to our review of uh, 2007, we have not breaking news, but um, news about the American Song Contest. Woot! That's actually happening. Yes. Very excited. Yeah. It's happening uh, next holiday season uh, next year. 2021. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. When I read about it, I did not know what to think because it did not offer many details about what's going to happen. For sure. I'm mostly excited that we get the opportunity to sort of host a Eurovision type (laughs) event on American soil. But yeah, I think the logistics are going to play an important role in whether or not this feels like an authentic Eurovision experience or we sort of take off on our own. I think they're going to take it off off on their own because the uh, producer, like the main guy is the, he produced the biggest loser and like all these um, reality shows. And then I saw that they were um, doing a, uh, like a reality style event before the contest, which is their, American Song Contest Academy. Oh, interesting. So it's sort of like a semi-final, except... It's like, yeah. teaching people how to... I think so. Do Eurovision-type acts, or... I think so. Or interesting. So it's it's part American Idol, part... Like... Saying how it's America, it's like 75% American Idol... And 25% Eurovision. Yeah, I mean, we have a formula we like to follow. I'll, I think I'll be most bummed if they totally do away with the voting yeah. aspect of it. Because it really felt like it was bringing together particular like countries and their tastes and things. But I can see how logistically that might be hard for 50 states. <laughs> so it would be... I, I would go for regional. Like, that would be fine with me. But I realize I may not get what I want. Yeah. 
I, it's, it's weird. I, I'm not, I'm just hoping that, like, doesn't turn into a, uh, like, America Idol on steroids. I mean, we've already got so many versions of that. Yeah. Um, that's why I was hoping they would at least take some inspiration from the original, like, the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, instead of just turning it into, like, another American show where they judge people who are singing individually instead of, like, I don't know, at, sort of as a collective. Yeah, I think they're going to, I think they that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to have, like, the 50% audience vote and the 50% of, uh, of the uh, juries. But this fifty percent of the juries are in house, so like Simon Cowan, what not? Mm. I don't know who's judging those shows now. I don't know. It would be super cool if they comprised the juries of sort of an assortment of people. It would be cool to see like a really big pool of a mix of like musicians and celebrities and maybe pop culture icons and things like that. Yeah. Um. Can you imagine the uh, Beyonce just being a judge? I would be down for it. <laughs> Bring it on. I also want your weird Al Yankovic to be in there. He would win just like that. If if it was like actual Yevgen, he would just win <laughs> like that. Like there's no question that he's gonna win. <laughs> I read a uh, statistic on um on Twitter that like most of the um, American Idol winners like 75 or like 95% of them are from the South. Oh really? Yeah. And like it took like seven seasons to actually get a winner not from the South. I wonder why that is. I mean I Nashville is sort of the big like music capital. Yeah. So maybe there is like more resources if you want to learn how to sing available in that area. I'm not sure, but it is interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you go on uh, stereotypes, like the South people in the South are mainly the people who are watching those shows. Mm. Just on stereotypes. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, based on the way that we perceive the South, it's like white, uh, you know, of Trailer a certain trash, economic class yeah, yeah. and and hungry, I guess. There's a lot of portrayals of people who are ambitious and want to seek a better life. Yeah. Speaking of that, I just hope that they don't they don't do like um, the artist interviews and the artist has like the always a sad story. Oh. Because it would not be the American song contest; it would be in the the American sad story contest. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, we never really get to know the artist too much in the Eurovision Song Contest. So I wonder if they'll limit that or if they'll make the human interest aspect of it a big part of it. Who knows? Um, Based on the singing uh, contest we have right now, it's going to be on the human aspect. Yeah. Well, there's a lot up in the air, so I'm excited to hear more concrete details as we get closer. It would be super, super cool if we could manage to get in to the first ever American Song Contest. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Oh, here's hoping. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, so now we have our review of the um, 2007 Eurovision final. Before we get into the semifinals, what did you think about the whole contest in general? Um, Aside from what you said before. I mean, yes. It, it was definitely of that particular period. Like, I had some flashbacks to, like, college and, like, the music that was on the radio and the experiences there. Um, so it was really interesting um, to see sort of this, like, amalgamation of different songs that sort of made up that particular uh, time. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of really interesting and gimmicky acts. And you know I'm down. I'm down for a gimmicky act. Oh, like, yeah. I, um. And then there were like, you know, some some bland or weird acts also. Um, overall, it was really it was interesting to watch. It was I was more engaged than some of the older ones mm. that I had a harder time relating to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall a fun, definitely fun watch if you're looking for a random year. Yeah, I recommend. Yeah, and uh, 2007 is on YouTube, and uh, we could we. We watch it on not on uh, not on a uh, a uh, VPN, so you, you can watch it anytime, anywhere. Um, actually, that's I think that was one of the um, lyrics to one of the songs. Anytime, <laughs> anywhere. Um, so now we have the uh, semifinal. I put together a um, a recap of the semifinal. Um, I, ha- I haven't showed you this, so it's going to be your first time hearing it this, too. Mm-hmm. So, here's the semifinal, and I put them in order of their of their um, placing. So, the first song you hear is the last, last place. Going up to the uh, song that almost qualified to the uh, final. So, here's the uh, recap. Remembering the Fallen. Czech Republic. Belgium. Malta. Israel. I'm gonna push the button. 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 Montenegro. I think country, country, most country. Kissing many sapphires are washing. Estonia. Netherlands. On top of the world, I'm reaching out. On top of the world, I sing out loud. Vampires, get alive. Switzerland. Vampires are alive. Legends have to survive. Denmark. I'm your 
Norway. Albania. I beg you, hear my plea. Croatia. Cyprus. Poland. Iceland. Portugal. you had a lot of fun with that <laughs> yeah i mean i told you like weeks before that i wanted to do like a hunger the game thing but we i couldn't find the music couldn't find canon yeah like, just... so wow. that was best i could do and i loved it nice <laughs> so yeah, we chose like three songs from the sem- uh, semi-final so the first song i chose I chose this song because of just because the, the uh, keyboard solo we have, and that is Belgium. The uh, keyboard solo that does it for me. Yeah, there's definitely some like disco-y, campy vibiness about it. I mean, the song is called Love Power. It's yeah. all one word. Yeah, most of the songs I would choose are songs that I think were denied entry to final. Um, but this song, I, I can tell why that song didn't make it 
the uh, live performance was just trash. Yeah, there was there was a lot, including the pitch of his high note. Yeah, he was off key. It was I I don't know if he was nervous or just he did if he uh, didn't practice enough. Yeah, it felt a little out of sync. Um, in a way that almost felt like karaoke. Yeah. Then we have the song Youth Chose, which is uh, Iceland. picked out 80s things because i was like hair metal like yeah yeah hair rock like it it had strong bon jovi vibes that i was really enjoyed in the moment yeah and you know i said this while we were watching it that like it's iceland scoffed phase he sounds so angry like what was the lyrics um like Oh, like my heart is being dissolved by acid rain. There's something about acid rain in there. I was like, it was all very evocative, but very like uh, a teenager writing poetry in their notebook. It was great. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That that was third to uh, qualify, um, but they lost out by like, I don't know, 20 points. I, yeah. Then we have... Our favorite. This country and the song needed to go to the final. But they were somewhere in like the middle of the pack for the results for the semifinal. Yeah, I don't get it. It would have fit in so well. <laughs> like because they already had some gimmicky ones in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not the first person which when I watched this to say DJ Bobo, like he was in Eurovision, and so like he had the no- name recognition. I don't know. I don't know why he did not make it to the final. I don't know either. What is to be dissatisfied with? Yeah, they had kung fu action sound effects. Vampires are about about the uh, performance is that there's six people on stage just dancing but then there's like one two three four like four or five mannequins yes just dressed up as vampires that's right they wanted like the they wanted a crowd they wanted to show that they were in numbers i mean we we, um we watched the uh, music video for the first time it's so good. We have to link to it. We will. <laughs> oh, man. It is like a low-budget underworld. It was it was so good. And there was just so much group dancing. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that was the time where Underworld and uh, Twilight were, were taking off. Yeah, it definitely captured that sort of aesthetic that they were going for. In a very pointed way, it was great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love that they repeatedly showed the guy who turned from a gargoyle into a dude. You just that one particular yeah. image just kept popping up. I was there for it. If only to 
they could have showed that in the live performance. Right. I wonder when the music video was made in comparison to the act. Oh, I want to say the same year. I would imagine so, but... When you uh, watch the music video, the quality is like pure 2007. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> I just And I can't believe in the music video that they got a group of vampires to uh, flash mob during the uh, night. Why? How? Yeah, it's very weird. I, I would love to see this added to the weird vampire canon. Where you're like, look out! Flash mob of vampires dancing! With the uh, kung fu uh, noises. Yes, that makes it especially great. Sound effects. I will never get tired of saying that they like to dance. Vampires like to dance. And that in the music video, not only were they flash mobbing in the street the uh, streets, they also had a uh, pirate uh, theater where they uh, also danced. Yeah, I was a little like, oh, is this theater? They Like, this is how they get around. Maybe they're a traveling theater troupe of dancing vampires. That or they just happen to find towns with abandoned theaters so they can dance. I want to say both. Both. <laughs> Switzerland should send more entries like this. It was so fun. Yeah. Well, and I have, like I said, I have a bias, but like it's it's really great to see people have fun on stage instead of some of the entries where it's like they're standing stock still. Yeah. Like in a monotone voice. And you can tell that they were having fun on stage. Definitely. I'm just so, so sad that this didn't make it to the final not even in the top, like, 15. That's wild. Going on to the final, we have the, we chose uh, five songs. We both chose uh, Finland. I know if a uh, coast country should uh, have a song called Leave Me Alone. <laughs> They stuck to the, uh, the, uh, like, rock genre after, uh, Lordy won. And I'm not, I'm actually surprised that, like, they didn't get another, uh, like, death metal band to, have, uh, like, reference them. Well, it probably wouldn't be wise to just do the same thing over and over. <laughs> but they did definitely stick to rock. I just said it's, a, uh, you know, like the graphics. It's a solid song. She has a good voice. Yeah, it, it's actually one of my uh, favorite uh, host countries uh, songs. And, but they uh, suffered the uh, what is now host country curse, and they um, got, got into the I think they're uh, they place in the bomb five. That's fairly typical for host countries. Now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have thought it would have placed higher compared to some of the other songs. I definitely felt like it was solid. I like the aesthetics. I dug her asymmetrical dress. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Uh, I think that, yeah, this uh, sort of placed higher. But I guess Europe wasn't feeling the uh, rock vibe again. Mm. 
It does tend to bounce back and forth between uh, like ballads and pop songs. Pop, yeah. yeah. So it could just be it was an off year for that kind of thing. And I was also surprised that um, not most of the uh, rock entries um, failed in the uh, semifinal. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess maybe people just weren't feeling it after last year. Yeah, after right. uh, Lord, uh, Lordy's um, mm-hmm. one. Actually, speaking of Lordy, what did you think about the uh, intro for the uh, thing? It was interesting. I had never seen one where they straight up had a music video like be the first few minutes of it. So, and it was, it was another one of those like crazy like you could tell they poured a lot of like budget into a music video for the effects and the costuming. Of like this wasteland with this dude running in the middle of the fjords or whatever. And like, and like, uh, like transforming into a wolf. Yes. You know, he turns into mist and then turns into a wolf. And then he's in this village of other sort of, I don't know, are they supposed to be ghouls or something? I don't know. But like, I think that's where um like the uh, people from uh, Game of Thrones got their ideas for the Nightwalkers <laughs> because it looked exactly like that. Yeah, there's definitely some throwbacks I could see. Um, but yeah, and then it turns into the live performance, which was also entertaining. Which, um, in the music video and in the live performance, there was a lot of, uh, of uh, fire. Yes, so much fire. So much fire. The pyrotechnics were crazy. Which, I'm not, I wasn't surprised, like, after, you know, you you won, like, Dory has to have um, Pyro. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so it was clear they put a lot of budget into it. It was entertaining. Like, I, I'm so used to the other openings where it's like a montage or, yeah. you know, a voiceover. So it was it was very entertaining. At first, I thought maybe we weren't watching the song contest. I thought maybe they just made a music video, but <laughs> it was it was fun. Yeah, uh, I I can't imagine being in two thousand seven and seeing that for the first time live and saying like this not this isn't Eurovision. <laughs> this like the first like. Three, two minutes was not Eurovision. Anything Eurovision. It was like just a trailer for like Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> I don't know when Game of Thrones came out, but yeah. Later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. It had a, a cinematic quality to it. There was like a storyline I was trying to pick up on. I couldn't quite do. Uh, yeah. Weird and interesting. I'm glad they took a chance on that. We will never see that again, unless Finland chooses a uh, winning song. And who knows? They might. I don't know. Then uh, we uh, have uh, one of the uh, big five, Spain, yes. which was uh, D Nash, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, it's a uh, boy band for sure. Like all white outfits. There's a, a big amount of shoulder shimmies going on. Yeah. Um, for uh, yeah, for uh, Ben, 
doing the uh, boy band stuff and like two um, ladies in the background like being a drum. Yeah. Also dressing but in a uh, white, but being a drum to uh, I know like that drum was big. Yeah. I never seen one. It didn't really do anything for the song though. Yeah, I don't remember hearing anything. Yeah, it was me it seemed like it was just there for looks. Yeah. Which I resent a little. I mean because we had several other acts that actually drummed yeah. in there. Like they had drums on stage, the drums were a part of the music. They did a drum solo in their song. Yeah, that was a uh, Bulgaria. Yeah. So I was it's kind of like, what is this? <laughs> yes. Let's hear something uh, from uh Spain. Hey, 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 was thinking like take the cheapest lowest budget action film you can think of that would be the soundtrack yeah like like the defining moment thing in the background while they're like ziplining somewhere yeah like a uh a uh, b movie uh james bond yeah yeah and especially like the last line that i played was like i love you me beta the power of love. Celine Dion did it better. <laughs> <laughs> it was not my favorite. I sort of cringed a little bit during this whole performance. Yeah. Especially because like the even the aesthetics. I was like, this is too much. You're using I Heart You as your background. Yeah, and like I'm looking at the uh, picture of the uh, performance and like the white really um, clashes with the uh, Red all, all over its stage. Yeah. I just, it, it felt like things didn't match up to the way that maybe they had envisioned them. Yeah. Well, that was Spain. Um, they, I think they got bomb five? No, no, no. Like bomb 10 um, out of like 20. So I. Not shocking. Yeah. Do you think they could have uh, uh, performed it better? That's a hard question because there's like so many little things that added up to it not being particularly good. But I think also the problem is the song is a little forgettable. Yeah. Um, they performed in the second um, second uh, song to perform that night. And it's always the curse of like going second that you're not you're not going to win. Um, history for now has said like any song in second is not going to win so I don't know I I think they knew that that's whatever they do not they're not gonna win yeah I mean there's just a lot of things that I think of when I think of this song and it's not the song (laughs) so I mean interpret that however you will Next, we have, say, the second place winner. And I think most people say that it's also the anthem of the uh, Eurovision Song Contest. And uh, 
needs no introduction, so here we go. As always, flashy, intense, pretty fun. Yeah, we watched... I showed you this performance, like, twice, and, like, this is... I would say this is, like, your fourth time... Watching the yeah. the performance all the way through? Yeah. It's it's one of those that people hold up as a standard and sort of weird and gimmicky performance. Yeah, especially now. Like, that's always going to be compared to Ukraine 2007. Definitely. And you do see um, the performer pop up at future, like, yeah. current Eurovisions also. Yeah. Um, in the outfit. Yeah. Uh, last year, we... Uh, or last year, um, last week or like two weeks before, we watched uh, when the Ukraine hosted in two thousand seventeen, and uh, yeah, she was th- there. She was um, I don't know. Everyone knows her. Um, if you're if you're a Eurovision fan, you you know this performance. You know the song. Like it's like. A requirement to become a Eurovision fan. You you have to know the song. You have to know the singer. Um, yeah, it's, I can see why people say that it's like the second Eurovision anthem. Yeah, it's definitely memorable, and it's like a, it's another one of those ones where you can just see they had a lot of fun with yeah. it. Like they. They love their outfits. They thought the song was fun, and they just like took it to the max. Oh yeah! Also, I, lo- I love the beginning. With the- Hello, everybody. My name is Vilka Petrushka. Me and you can speak this Let's speak that. Let's speak things. <laughs> There's so much like broken English that it works. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's entertaining. Um, to catch little snippets and yeah. then like be caught unawares and like try paying attention to be sure they weren't singing in English the whole time. That's had happened to a few where I was like, I don't understand. This isn't the language. And then you'll hear just a little snap of Eng- an English phrase and go, oh, wait, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Do you think that if uh, Serbia sent a, a, a uh, another completely different song, do you think... Um, Ukraine would have won. I mean, it's it's very possible. It's hard to know for sure because, like, so many votes go to the top yeah. winner and they may be distributed elsewhere. But, like, I could see this being a final. <laughs> like, or, you know, winning the contest. Yeah. It's, it's much beloved. So I will say, and it's held up over time. So I would say it probably would have had a good chance. Yeah. Actually, it's, like, one of the... Non-winners, you you uh, keep hearing all, all, over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's any um not non-winners to actually have a a, a, a stronghold on the fans for like almost over a a, a, dec, a, a decade. <laughs> 
This yeah, is... time passes. I just realized, you know, I was in college in 2002. What happened? <laughs> Where'd that time go? Yeah. Um, so, speaking of uh, Serbia, actually, we uh, chose a... Well, we didn't choose. Like, we had to uh, include Serbia because, you know, they they won. Um, Serbia was... It's kind of their, like, first century, but they, um, like, years past, they were in, they were, uh, Serbia and Montenegro. As a independent country, that, um, this was their first winning song and also their first act. Yeah, what do you think about the song? I mean, it was good. It really set itself apart. We had some other ballads, but I felt like this one... Both the, the song, the vocalizations, and the aesthetic fit together in a way that was, like, I guess better than <laughs> some of the other entries. Um, and so, I, like, I sat up and took note as soon as it started. Yeah. I did think the curls, the, the background dancers with the wigs or very curly hair, that was wild. <laughs> and, yeah. But um, overall, like, she has a fantastic voice. Like, the song is good. Um, like, the timing was all on point. Um, I just, it was a really, really great entry. Yeah, and if you look at uh, when there's sort of starting from a 2000, it's all uh, English, 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 Serbian. English, 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 going up to now. So there, this is the uh, only uh, winning non-English song in like the past twenty years. Yeah, that's. I mean, so that really sets it apart. Yeah, and I mean, you could argue that that says something about this particular year, but um, yeah, I really thought it was a great entry. <laughs> Aside from uh, Ukraine, which is like the closest one to like uh, being uh, being it, um, I can see why this one. Definitely. And I, as I said before, it's like the only non-English song to end in like twenty years, and I think you were right in saying like. It should say something about that year, but also I think it says something about the song where like millions uh, or like, yeah, I say millions, like people voted for like a non-English song. Uh, actually, the uh, top two were like non-English. Yeah, that's interesting, but... Well, but um, you can did have like English, like, speckled into it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, arguably it's super strong. Like, I could hear something like that song being entered into this year's Eurovision. Yeah. So I think it has sort of a, a timeless aspect to it. Yeah. Um, now, we go to what is my favorite 
favorite entry from the uh, United Kingdom. I don't know why. Actually, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I, I can't explain it to you necessarily. But yeah, Scoots with Flying the Flag is... It's bonkers. But like kind of in the right way. Yeah. This is what should be other than Ukraine. Because Ukraine is on a different level. I, th- I say that this song and this act is should be the standard for all um, gimmicks in Eurovision. <laughs> what specifically about the gimmick do you think made it stand out so high? Was it the uniforms? Or was it, you know, the fact that they were pushing around those drink carts? Like, I mean, they fully bought in. I could see that. I think it's because they just fully went in. I mean, and it was absurdist in a specific way where they take things that you might be offered on the plane <laughs> and like. Like sex, uh, sexual innuendos. Yeah. So I, I could see that. I mean, the whole thing was like, like emoting a weird alternate universe flight attendant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Wait. Let's take it a listen to the best uh, UK entry in a while. Oh, UK. You mean someone loved it enough that like Malta, Malta of all people, Malta gave it 12 points. I think they gave uh, the UK um, 12 points only because of this. Ladies and gentlemen, your exits are here, here, and here. To fasten your seatbelt, insert the fitting. To use the live vest, slip it over your head. Pull firmly on the red cord and blow into the mouthpiece. I mean, why? <laughs> but also, great. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it fully embraces just the the camp factor. Yeah. Very entertaining. I mean, the graphics were all super colorful and interesting, too. Well, the graphics were, were just, it was just uh, the uh, Union Jack um, flying around. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, they said they were flying the flag, so they were flying the flag on screen. <laughs> it, uh, I, I don't care what anyone says. Like, this is the best UK entry in a decade. More than a decade. And more than, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, more than a decade. Like, I mean, it is, it's solid in a way that... More so than some of the other entries I've seen for sure. Like in 2006, I don't know if you uh, remember um, talking about that. Um, there were, it was a Daz Sinsum. They had a school uh, school girls on stage. Oh, yeah. It, it was like. It was r- real creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely had a weird male singer is a predator vibe to it. Then they switched to. Uh, um, Flight, uh, flight attendants. 
And I think that was the right direction. <laughs> I will say, yes, I know that the song isn't that good. I, I know why the uh, UK was like second last. But come on, you, you can't. I mean, it brings you joy, Michael. And that's all you can ask. For sure. I mean, that's why One Last Time and What About Mars will always have a place in my heart. Imagine What About Mars, but with fight attendants. I dig it. <laughs> why not? It's already sort of weird space age. They can be space attendants. Yeah. I can't go in on a UK rant after loving the song. I mean, you could. That the UK should send more stuff like this. I say like they they should, but they they could, but they shouldn't. Why not? Because I want the U- UK to like actually have a chance of winning. Oh yeah. Unless they like get the gimmick so on point that they could win, like. Ukraine, you know? Mm, yeah. I mean, that's possible. They do, they have a certain dry wit that they could embrace if they could calculate it just right. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's hard. They've clearly been trying, so. <laughs> well, not this year, no. Well, nobody got to try this year. Oh, yeah. no, you mean 2007? Both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like they put effort into this. I feel like they thought it had a good chance. They just went up against like stronger versions of this. Yeah, and also they were after Ukraine. Yeah, it is kind of hard to take the spotlight when you have two kind of similar concepts yeah. back to back. Yeah, and especially when one is stronger. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was our review of Chiosen's uh, 2007, I would give it like a 8 out of 10. I was aiming towards 7, but we're pretty much about in the same area. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like the best, um, but it wasn't the worst. Very true. It wasn't the early 2000s. <laughs> and you'll know when you uh, do know me that I um, hate the early 2000s. Um, like 2001. No, yeah, Judge 1, 2, and 3 are the worst years in Eurovision ever. Yeah, I don't remember enjoying them particularly a lot, so I'm going to have to go with you on this. The uh, songs were, like, eh. I mean, kind of generic. Like, it felt like, well, and I'm sort of amalgamating all of these years together. Yeah. There weren't a lot of strong entries that would stand up to the test of time and it just felt like there was a lot of blah happening. Yeah. Yeah, we could watch them on YouTube, but it would be the same quality. And I don't think that the EBU put put it on their um, channel. Hmm. Also because the uh, three I have are also have um, the uh, BBC comp- the uh, BBC commentary. And that's always fun because after like 2001, he 
just is done with the contest. Like, he just insults everyone. Well, not insult. Um, like, dry humor. Um, like, he has a lot of dry humor as he gets older. Yeah. <laughs> and you can definitely tell when he's getting his hopes slightly up or when he's just sort of talking some smack. Yeah. Uh, do you remember how excited he was about um, 2003 entry? Which one was this? That was uh, by uh, Cry Cry Baby or Cry oh, Baby yeah. that got zero points. Yeah, that was rough. He was so excited in that. Like in his way. He was yeah. Like, great performance. Like. Enthusiastic, I guess, more so than he was about other acts. And it got crushed pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wish that I had um, 2008's commentary because he just went, went on a rant after uh, Russia won. Uh, and um, I say, like, I don't, I don't blame him because... Russia's song was one of the worst winners ever. Do you remember Russia's song? I may have blocked it out. There was a figure skater skater on stage. Oh, no! Oh, why did you do that to me? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I forgot that one. (laughs) I mean, interesting, but the song was not good. I, and I'm with him. I don't know how that that song won. Russia shouldn't have won that contest, but they won. I'm so mad about it. Over like it's been over a decade. God damn it! <laughs> it's been over like a decade, and I'm so mad about it. I'm going to be mad about it until like let's say 2050. So you're giving yourself like 48 years to be mad? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hopefully. Well, well, I guess you've. it's fair that you've set a limit at least. Hopefully in that time that Russia, maybe Russia went, will win in those uh, 48 years. And hopefully that they win with a better song. And does it. And they don't have a figure skater on stage <laughs> again. Watch, with, it's just gonna be an act with a figure skater. Like every time Russia wins, the same the secret. The same figure skater. Oh man, I don't wish that for her. <laughs> there was a, him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So many details lost. I just remember like thinking that figure skater is gonna hit him. Like, they really had to play this out because they got pretty tight in there. Yeah, it was like, it was a small, like, figure skating rank. Yeah, it felt very small for what they were doing. So, I mean, at least we could say that figure skater had a lot of skill. Well, he, uh, like, won, like, three gold medals, like, yeah. five world champions, so... Oh, that's right, they had won the, the Olympics recently yeah. prior to that. Yes, yeah. Okay. Okay. Enough of that tangent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was uh. Or <laughs> again. 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 
it was that was our review of a two thousand seven. Um, I I say I think we're gonna go back to like either somewhere in like ninety seven, or we're gonna go like to to uh two thousand. Well, we'll figure that out, and you'll be. It'll be on the tail of which year we uh, choose in next episode. Yes. Um, okay, um, we're gonna go and um, follow us on social media. Um, Chris, our voiceover guy, um, you know, he has all the information. And we will see you guys uh, next time. Bye. Have something to say or have ideas for the show? Tweet song dance pod or email song dance pod at gmail.com let us know how we are doing you can subscribe to the song and dance podcast on the podcast app of your choice leave a review and please subscribe